far as services, I provide services and mentorship and training. Um, when it comes to services, I teach body waxing, which is what I'm well known for. Um, I also teach a specific facial, which is dermaplaning and um, foot detox and how to build a spa and how to open up your spa. There's um, a vast variety of things that I've learned over the years and whichever level you're on, on you can take that course. Um, so if you already know your services, you don't need to learn services, right? Um, but if you need to know how to open up a space, we have courses for that. If you already did that, but now you need to learn how to train and duplicate what it is you're already doing, we have courses for that too. And and it's pretty much everyone at every level have access. Nice. up though ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another installment of the black fridays podcast and as always we have another wonderful guest in the building miss tiara Boyd, who is the sd queen how are you i'm great how are you i'm doing pretty good thanks for stopping by the show for sure for sure and could you tell us how did you become the sd queen and what is, exactly does that mean um so first and foremost oh sorry First and foremost, I had no intentions on going into the beauty industry. Um, I worked for the automotive industry and I had a really bad skin breakout and my dermatologist just did not fix my skin whatsoever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to school and figure it out. At first I went to Wayne State cause I thought I was supposed to be a dermatologist to figure out the ins and outs of my skin, which is true. Um, however, someone told me like, you know, you can just go to esthetician school. And I had never heard of that before. Um, so I, long story short, I enrolled, um, I excelled, I won lots of awards being in the school. And I was like, okay, I'm going back to my job now. I fixed my skin, I'm good. And my instructors were like, do you know what you just did to other people's skin in here? Do you understand the awards you won? Like, no, this is, this is for you right here. Um, and the first year, clientele was not doing what it was supposed to do. I made like $800 the entire year. Um, however, I gave a lot of free services that year to perfect my craft. Um, I just continued to practice until I honestly became the SD queen. So that's how that happened. Got you, got you. And since then, you have launched several products and courses and businesses, brick and mortar locations and things like that. Mm -hmm. How would you say that that journey in esthetician school, I, I struggle saying that. Okay. How did your journey in esthetician school prepare you for those opportunities? Were you always business-minded? Like, how did you kind of get into, you could have just went and worked at a shop or, you right. know, somewhere else, but instead you went the entrepreneurship route. So how did you get prepared for that? It wasn't so much that I wanted to go the entrepreneur route. Um, I definitely wanted to get more practice when I left school. Um, I wanted to work at well-known spas that a lot of us know. And unfortunately, I just wasn't given the opportunity. So if I don't get the opportunity elsewhere, I create my own opportunity. And that's exactly how it happened. Um, God's plan is how I see it at the end of the day. He, I might have wanted to go work for someone, but that's not what he saw for me. Um, so that, it's not that I didn't want to. It's just that it didn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about how you go about developing the different products that you have, whether ebook, e-courses, 
physical products because you have you have them all. Can you tell us like what is your development process for those? Um, so like I said, being multifaceted, my mind is always running. And so I'm immediately like writing down things or voice recording things. And when it comes to uh, book products or eBooks, I'm writing in, um, I'm writing these off of my experiences and I'm writing them off of my thoughts because I may have a creative thought like, oh, this is a good way to put the message out there so people can easily understand. And uh, that's where I create my eBooks from with experience and just random thoughts. And then when it comes to actual products, products are made from going to different, um, what do I want to say, trade shows and stuff like that. And you meet scientists, you meet chemists, you meet all of these things and say, hey, I want a product that does this. I want to be able to do this. And then I experiment a lot with different products too. Um, mix them together, see what works, see what doesn't work. So then that is how other products are developed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. So thank you for inviting us a little bit more into your background. But before we get more deeper into the interview, I want to introduce you to my favorite part of Black Fridays, which is Freestyle Fridays. Okay. It's a random assortment of questions. They're all about you, so you shouldn't get them wrong. And I just ask that you, you answer honestly and you answer each one. Okay. All right, cool. So first one, favorite hairstyle. Hmm. Layers, like long layers. That's my favorite hairstyle. So you gotta describe it for me because I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. So um like you know how people wear their hair straight, mm -hmm. but like it's cut in different layers and kind of like flipped and dipped to the side kind of a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that I like that. Got you. Okay. So that's your go-to. Yeah, well, it's not my go-to. I haven't been to it recently. Uh -huh. But until I find a new hairstylist, that definitely would be my go-to. Got you. <laughs> Got you. Are you. Can you do your own hair? Do you do your own hair? I do do my own hair, Um, but I would love to not do my own hair. Makes sense. Yeah. Make, I don't do my own hair yet, so I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Where is your favorite place to eat or favorite restaurant in Detroit? Hmm. So I'm trying new things out right now. Um, because since I've came back, there's been so many new restaurants that I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. So I can't say what my favorite is right now. Before I left, Fishbones was my go-to. I used to go to Fishbones all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Um, it didn't taste the same when I came back though. So, you know, <laughs> trying yeah. to figure things out. I got personal beef with Fishbones. So really? yeah, that's, that's why I ain't been there <laughs> in a while. So I won't speak on that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I won't, I won't bash them on this platform. That's not what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it changed for sure. Um, okay. So I'm. I love seafood. So that's my go-to. I love gumbo. I love jambalaya. I love that's that's my go-to. So I'm just really looking for a new space that I can really really dive in mm. that I can uh, say is my favorite here now. For sure. And you say you work in the automotive industry. Do you have a favorite car? My favorite car would probably be. I've never driven one before, but I love Kias right now. They just look so sleek and good, and um, I'm assuming they're good on gas. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so, too. Um, maybe I should check that out. But I've been falling in that direction lately. Mm. What's the last thing that you uh, listened to? What What's the last album you listened to, I should say? Um. Yeah. <laughs> The Clark Sisters. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I listened to the Clark Sisters. That was the last thing I listened to. Dope. Dope. And do you have a book or 
a book, a podcast, or a movie that you would recommend for people to to tap into? Most definitely, um, the subtle art of not giving an F mm-hmm. is a great book um, to just redirect emotions because I think a lot of people move on emotions and then that's how they get blocked when it comes to success. Um, then podcasts, n- your podcast, okay. Listen to your podcast. I like that. Uh-huh. I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> and then um, I do like the virtual podcast too, the ones that's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I just love listening to, um, I have a list in my phone actually, but I just love listening to um, people who have failed and pick themselves back up. So that's something that I search on YouTube is people who have failed and are now succeeding. Um, because we need to hear those stories more often than just success is success, you know. Mm-hmm. Dope. And if you could be the esthetician for any popular person, celebrity, anybody that you admire, who would that be? Who would you pick? Hmm. Probably Tabitha, Miss Tab. Um, her skin is flawless and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I've had a variety of clientele. Um I've I've changed my business over the years to attract a different target audience, and I have had her type as my target audience before, and most definitely, it's just beautiful to be around. Most definitely. Shout out to Auntie Tab. Auntie Tab. If she ever reach out to you, tell her to definitely stop by the podcast. Yeah, we, we got you. I'm going to pull her up in here. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got I appreciate you. that. <laughs> well, congratulations to you. You successfully passed Freestyle Fridays. Thank you. Seemed like it was pretty straightforward for you, so... Shout out to that. And I wanted to ask you what I was impressed by when I was taking a look at doing my research on the business and mm-hmm. your website and your background was it seems like each step of the way as you started to learn different aspects of the esthetician business, you was you found a way to be able to teach that to people. And I just wanted to know, like, how did you kind of come across that business model, being able to or want to go that route where it's like, OK, I'm accumulating knowledge and learning things and applying them being successful, being able to try to teach others how to learn these things as well so they can take it and put it in their toolkit? I think the main thing is um, I'm a multifaceted person, right? So my mind goes in different aspects and in different ways all day. Um, And I can't just stick to one basic way of teaching. I can teach you one subject, but I can teach you that one subject in a hundred different ways. And I think that's important when it comes to growth. And if I still teach you the ways that I taught in 2018, then am I really helping you grow? And I'm past that, you know? Um, So I noticed the more that I grow, the more my business grows. And that gives the the ones that I'm teaching the opportunity to grow with me. Um, I don't see it as competition or keeping people where they are. There's too much out here for people to expand, and that's always my goal at the end of the day. And then, so you go back and update your courses when you like, when definitely, things change. Yes, I definitely change my courses. Um, sometimes it's a couple of times a year. Sometimes I'm like, okay, we good for this year. This year, I don't even know how many times I've changed it so far, and it's about to get changed again after Beauties in Cancun. So, <laughs> yeah, it just always changes. So tell us about Beauties in Cancun, because I thought that was also pretty cool how you had set that up. Thank you. Um, Honestly, stepping back into the industry, um, coming with a new program, pretty much, I needed a getaway to do everything that I was doing. 
Um, it originally was not a trip for others to come. This was a solo trip, literally a solo trip. And I was receiving DMs and inquiries about mentorship. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be in Cancun, but if y'all want to come, y'all can come. And that's pretty much where Beauties in Cancun came from. Um, so what that is, is helping beauty professionals and beauty service providers scale their business. We know that it's quick money. You get people in your chair, you get the money, but then what? You what, Where's your business? Um, and, and that's a big thing for me because now I'm at the part where I don't want to train people who aren't taking this serious. I only want to train people who want to scale this, who want to be able to teach others. So um, that's where I'm at right now, and that's what Beauties in Cancun is about. So it's a business trip. It's not like having fun in the sun. No, no, no. We're going to have our time, though. Okay. I'm not going to be grilling people all day, every day in Cancun. <laughs> no. Um, we definitely have our time. We have our itinerary. We have a schedule. Um, workshops are during these times. Then fun and content is during these times. And what made you say that you wanted to bring others along versus, like you said, it was originally a solo trip, mm -hmm. but why say like, you know what, let's, let's flip this and actually get something out of this. Mainly my schedule, um, my upcoming schedule is pretty jam packed and the inquiries that I was getting about the mentorship, um, it was just too much for me to squeeze in my schedule, honestly. And so I'm just like, if you can come with me, come with me. Um, if you can't, I'll record it. You can get access. And I still can move along and do what I have to do in the upcoming months. Got you. Got you. Is it, can I, is it okay to ask how many people you're taking with you on the trip so far? Yes. So I only am taking five people with me. Okay. Only. Okay. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, since this was going to be a solo trip. However, next year I am going to scale it where it can be way more. Um, I'll be more prepared and I won't be in the mindset of, let me switch this real quick. Mm -hmm. You know. But five is good because you'll have a chance you can maneuver pretty easily. Like yes. when y'all go and do stuff, you can get one of one on one and very detailed yes. with the people that you work with. So that's that's dope that you got those five. Definitely. Thank you. Of course. And the services that you provide, like we talked about the courses that mm -hmm. you that you teach. As far as can you tell us what are some of those courses? Because they kind of vary across the esthetician, I guess, like pool or skill sets. Mm -hmm. So like which ones would you kind of highlight for those who might be listening and interested in checking them out? So far as services, I provide services and mentorship and training. Um, when it comes to services, I teach body waxing, which is what I'm well known for. Um, I also teach a specific facial, which is dermaplaning and um, foot detox and how to build a spa and how to open up your spa. There's um, a vast variety of things that I've learned over the years and whichever level you're on, on you can take that course. Um, so if you already know your services, you don't need to learn services, right? Um, but if you need to know how to open up a space, we have courses for that. If you already did that, but now you need to learn how to train and duplicate what it is you're already doing, we have courses for that too. And, and it's pretty much everyone at every level have access. Nice. And can you, do you have advice or could you kind of detail what the process might look for somebody who is looking to find their own space? Because as far as estheticians go, it's a lot of talented people that we know, especially in our community, but they pretty much trapping out the band though, for lack of better terms. Like mm -hmm. they're still working out of their basement or somebody else's versus like a professional space, but they're extremely talented and deserve more than deserve to be in those spaces. So could you kind of like detail what that process would look like for somebody who would go from 
working out their home or wherever they can to having their own space? It's most definitely knowing your clientele first and foremost. Um, there's no reason to move to a location that your people aren't at. And I think it's so important that we know who our people are. Um, because if you don't, you will be moving into a new location and then smack dead, you don't have no clients. Right. If you're on Dexter and Davidson, don't go to Birmingham. Oh, don't man. go to Birmingham. You know, your people coming out there. It's not gonna happen. Right. <laughs> so you have to know your people. Um, and then you have to also know your cost. I think what happens is some people get so excited about moving up in life that they don't create budgets that they don't know what they're spending on. They just see what they see on social media and they think they have to get it all. And then you put yourself in a situation where you're not getting a return of investment. Um, so that's super important. And then also um, being able to negotiate contracts. That's a major thing for me. Um, I'm not signing a contract without at least one to two negotiations. It's just, it's instilled in me now, right? Um, However, I did create an ebook on how to open up where I go deep into negotiations because I think that's so important. Um, because what happens is you go to these spaces, they know this is your first space, they know you don't know anything, and now you're binded in a contract and your business is not growing successfully, but you got a space. It's way more um, important things than that. So, yeah, that's most definitely the advice I would give. Got you. And what was your journey like in, so you've opened multiple spaces mm -hmm. at this point. What was your journey like in going through that process and getting those spaces up and running? Um, I worked from home to start off with. That $800 a year was from home. Then I went to someone else's space and rented a booth. Then I was like, okay, this is not working. And I left there and the day I said it's not working was the day I signed a lease at a new location. And that that was my start of having my own space. Um, I didn't waste any time. And I think what happens is you have to desire what it is that you want. You can waste your time looking at somebody else's life and living their dream. But if you aren't desirable for what it is specifically that you want for you, it will not happen the way it's supposed to happen. But if you really desire something, it's going to happen. So I desire my own space literally that day in someone else's booth when I'm like, this is, this is not it. I want my own. And I made sure it happened that day. Um, now, before signing the lease there, I did write my terms of what I needed before I dotted, you know, signed sign my name on the dotted line. So that worked. And once I seen that work for the first time, that's when negotiations kicked in for me. Um, so any space thereafter, that's just how I roll with it. And how do how will people know, similar to your situation, when it's time for you to switch out of um, working at somebody's shop and and going into brick and mortar? Like when will you? What would be a telltale sign? Is it like your clientele growing or like just like your capacity? Like what what would kind of let you know that it's time to move upward? Definitely everybody's situation is different. If you're outgrowing the space, then you're outgrowing the space. It's time to move on. Um, however, my situation was a little different. I walked in on some things that I should have never walked in on mm -hmm. in my <laughs> space. Um, so that was a telltale for me. Um, unprofessionalism, it depends on your professionalism. Mm -hmm that matters. Some people, it doesn't matter to mine. It does. And my clientele, it does. So those are all telltale signs. Um, 
However, some people, it's okay to be in a booth. So I don't want to get someone at the point where believing that, oh, I have to have my own space. Like that's not true for everybody's situation. Mm -hmm. It may work best for you. I know people who are making way more money renting a booth and they have a way more successful clientele that are reoccurring than somebody that has their own space. And then I know vice versa, right? So it's really about knowing you, your desires, and knowing your clientele. That's the most important part. Got you. And you mentioned unprofessionalism. I'm glad you did. So let's let's get into this conversation. <laughs> so I had this conversation with multiple people over the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. as far as unprofessionalism when it comes to... So barbers and stylists, oh, yeah. they're, they're considered beauticians. Mm -hmm. And then you have estheticians who are different services, but similar industry. Yeah. They all kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And just as far as the unprofessionalism of, especially the people in our community, unfortunately, yeah. where it's not really a lot of business acumen or proper business practices to what they do. It's more so just like they operate in how they feel. And I always like to say freestyling. They essentially just doing however they want to do it because they know that money coming in and people need them. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on, because it seems like you're pretty professional and, and when it comes to that and handling your business from that within that profession. So what are your thoughts on people who operate that way? Because they've been getting away with it. They're going to keep getting away with it, unfortunately, mm -hmm. because the demand is so high. They can get new clients like pretty much anywhere or for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I just want to know, like, what, what's your thoughts on that? And how can our people be better? Oh, it's so, now that can be a topic for <laughs> that can be a whole another episode. Oh, I know, man. Um, the way I see those service providers, I don't even want to say beauty professionals. The way I see those service providers, um, they're going to always be in a hustle mentality. Mm -hmm. And there are so many ways to take this industry. This is a billion dollar industry. This isn't a thousand dollar. This isn't a million dollar. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. And if you want to still be hustling in it, then that's your choice, you know? But if you really want to get into the billion dollar business part of it, then you're going to have to make changes. Um, because investors, people on higher platforms, people that have companies, the products, like these people aren't going to take you serious if you're still hustling. And when you're hustling people and you don't have professionalism, at what point can they really elevate you? So, I mean, let them do it. Let them keep getting away with it. But they're still the bottom, you know, it's sad to say, but it's the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the industry. Mm -hmm. Um and trust me, I was around people and I thought that was the way to go too because I didn't know any better at a point in time. Mm -hmm. And I quickly realized like, oh no, this is not what I want. Um, and I had to make those changes. What's some signs that people should let go of the esthetician or beautician if they're not following you know, proper business practices and to make sure that they're taking care of themselves mm -hmm. and looking out for themselves when they're working with people versus like always putting yourself... Um, putting yourself second pretty much like because you're you're going based off of how they operate and how they work. So um, are you asking me what advice to give to a client? Yeah. Like when 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 should they let go of there? Because you know what they say, like that's a very important relationship mm -hmm. from the esthetician or beautician side of things. 
But so everybody's not willing to let that go because it's like, oh, they just know my hair so well. They just know my skin so well. Like, I don't want to let it go. But their business practices is, is trash. So it's just yeah. like, what would be some signs that they should probably move on? So I'm going to go with the signs that I have used to step away from my favorite stylists, estheticians, whatever the case is. Um, if your policies have become stricter and your services have not became tighter. So example, you are trying to hustle backwards and hustle harder by adding a fee for this, adding a fee for that. Now you think you're making more money, but you aren't changing and scaling your actual services. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to go because I can pay this price over here and it may cost more than you. However, I'm being accommodated for this price. They're on time. I'm not hearing about their kids. I'm not hearing about <laughs> what just happened with a man. Like, you know, I want to feel good when I come in here. Right. And I think that's that's really important. Um, now, service providers and beauty professionals are unpaid therapists. That's a given. That's right. A fact. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's it, a fact. It is what it is. If you're good enough. It, yeah. Some of them don't even talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're good, yeah. You know, you're right about that. Um, however, let them come in and vent. Ah, don't vent to them. You know? <laughs> so that's that's a goal for me. I've been in a position where it's been the other way around. <laughs> like my barber telling me every day. It's like, hey, bro, I feel for you, but I just need this cut. <laughs> yeah, I got to go. Yeah. I got somewhere to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. So speaking of that, I believe that, and I don't know how much you can talk about this, but I got introduced to you at Black Tech Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And I remember you had posed a question, but in that question, you were talking about how you were working on technology that's going to help people hopefully do better in their businesses moving forward who are in the esthetician space. So want to know if you might be able to talk about that and, and share with us more. Um, so most definitely the things I'm working on is just more of collaboration. Um, you can't do it alone. You can't do it by yourself. And especially in the tech industry, we know we cannot do anything alone in the tech space, right? Um, in the beauty industry, I feel as if it's the same way. However, there's this stigma in the beauty industry where it's more competition than it is collaboration. And I just want to make it more accessible and fun for beauty service providers, beauty professionals to just come together on uh, platforms to work more efficiently together. Gotcha. And do you feel like the beauty and esthetician industries are catching up with the technology that's available today or is there still some work to do? Oh, there's a lot of work to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of work to do. Um, however, when you go to certain states or certain countries, it definitely has elevated. Here we are a little slow, but you know, we'll catch up. Okay. And have you, within that ecosystem, like you said, it's more competition than collaboration most of the time, but how have you been able to find collaborations and partners and different people to work with in that space, given that it's not necessarily the most welcoming to collaborations? Most definitely, I just went to places that I didn't expect to get collaboration from. Not saying that I didn't believe that they would give it to me. I just didn't believe at the time that I was able to make those connections. So I stopped going around my peers and I just went higher up. Um, because one, 
I look up to these people. I look up to how they do business. I see that they've been places that I've never been when it comes to the business. So I always go up. Um, I tried to work with my people that was, you know, we toe to toe, like, let's get up together. Let's do this. That just wasn't working anymore for me, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, so I just had to go higher up. And then when you say higher up, like uh, I'm assuming people who are at like the next level of what it is that you might be looking to do. Definitely, definitely. And they're they're either doing things that I want to do and some of them aren't doing things that I want to do, but I admire their collaboration skills. So if I want to collaborate more, I'm going to go to someone that I know is always collaborating. So I'm asking these questions of what about myself do I need to change? How can I be a better collaborator? And how can I be a better partner for others? So it's definitely a self-evaluation at the same time when you're doing these things more than business because you have to get yourself in check too before you can get your business in check. Mm -hmm. Do you have any dream collaborations that you would like to do? Ooh, let's see. So I've collaborated with Tori Birch, and I think that opened my eyes to designers. Designers isn't like my go-to type of thing, but for business, it definitely is. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to collaborate with like Hermes or... Ooh, like Bottega. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like something that's not so accessible all the time for everybody. But that would just bring me to a different crowd of people that um, buy it like it's bubble gum. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's who I'm trying to go to. What would a collaboration with those type of businesses look like with you and uh, from an esthetician standpoint? My products. Oh, okay. Um, it's definitely, it will go to a product point and seeing what we could work with. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Dope. And what do you feel like is on the horizon for you in this space? So is there going to be more trips that you're going to take uh, with, with potential customers, more courses that you're coming with? Like, what do you see? in the immediate future and further down the line? Um, my immediate future is most definitely having some more locations. Um, trips, of course, because I love taking trips, more speaking engagements and more mentorship practices. And I'm glad you mentioned the mentorship practices. Again, what has uh, that been like for you? Twofold, you mentoring people and mm -hmm. then um, you being mentored by people, what has that experience been like for you in this space? When it comes to me mentoring people, I think what happened in the beginning was that I was too uh, focused on other people's emotions. It's important to care, but like I said, the book, The Subtle Art, um, it's important to know when and what to care about. Because what happened is, my mentees will come to me with all of these problems. And I thought because I was their mentor, I was supposed to be the one to help them with every situation that was going on. And I had to create those boundaries. Like this is specifically what I'm here for. Um, if there's any way I can help you in this space, then this is it. If anything else, hey, you gotta go to somebody else. And that's what it looks like for me too. So my, men my mentors that I go to, I have different mentors for different things. So I'm not piling everything on one mentor. I have a mentor for financials, a mentor for spiritual, a mentor for aesthetics, a mentor for, you know? So it's about knowing those boundaries and who you're going to and what you're going to them for. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I think that that's definitely very important. I never thought about it from the standpoint of having different mentors for different things. <laughs> Excuse me. Only because um, usually, like, you probably find different people that you vibe with throughout the course of your mm-hmm. career or, or throughout life, but not necessarily, like, specifically, like, oh, this is my financial mentor. This is my business mentor and like so forth like like you said sometimes people just you piling on maybe one or two people and then like just think that they're supposed to take you through life give you advice mm-hmm. it's a lot so it's, it's a little overbearing and when i became a mentor that's when i really saw it and i had to bag up off of certain people that i was going to doing that to because i was like wow now i understand i apologize you know let me go find somebody else mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's how that went got you Got you. Well, I wanted to ask you before we get out of here, is there any parting words that you would have to the people uh, about who might be interested in the esthetician space or uh, entrepreneurship, anything like that, that would be helpful for them in their journey? Um, Eliminate any outsiders that tell you you can't do it. Um, I know that sounds a little cliche, but it's going to happen because... The thing is, you're going to be around people who haven't done what you've done before. And their fears are going to try to project on you. And you still got to do what you got to do. So uh, most definitely it will just be to push forward no matter what anybody says. And I'm sure people thought you were crazy when you were like, oh, yeah, I'm, my about goodness. To, I'm about to open up my own space. Oh, man. my goodness. People thought I've been crazy the whole way. People thought <laughs> I was crazy for quitting my job to do this. Mm-hmm. you know. And I can only imagine if I would have listened. I would have never grown, never. And it was even my own family that was trying to tear me down, you know? Um, Like, why would you quit this job? Are you crazy? You know how much money you making? And it was like, "Mm, okay, moving along, (laughs) you know? And, and, oh, the main thing I really want to say is it's okay to pivot life. Mm. Pivoting is the best thing life can offer you. If you want to stay on one track and, and stay... Um, in one space and not expand yourself, you're never going to be able to grow and meet new people and do new things. And um, it's just, it's, it's, it's so cool to pivot and it's okay to pivot. It's scary to pivot, mm-hmm. but it's, it's okay. And speaking of pivots, I know you said you worked in automotive and I think I had read that you were, you were a communications major mm-hmm. in college. So like you were going to go to broadcast journalism route and then you ended up pivoting and then pivoting again to the space that you're in. I've even pivoted so much in this industry. Mm. You know, so communication broadcasting, then automotive industry. Then I stepped away from the automotive industry and went to go do uh, titles and mortgages. You know, like I pivoted so much until I found, you can be good at everything, it doesn't matter. But what, what really is for you? What really works for you and finding that desire is super important. Um, even in the beauty industry, that's why I love it so much because I can pivot any day I want to in the beauty industry mm-hmm. and still go crazy with it, you know? So mm-hmm. um, this is most definitely a space for me, for sure. How have your skills from those other industries or professions helped you with what you do now? Professionalism, operations, systems, um, those have been the main takeaways from the other industries. Nice. And can you provide the good people your website, your social media handles in case they want to check out any of these courses or or support your product? Yeah. So um, you can most definitely get all of my courses, mentorship and ebooks from www.sd.academy. 
Um, that's E-S-T-H-I dot Academy. And um, you can find me on all social media accounts at S-T Queen, E-S-T-H-I Queen. Perfect. And I want to try this. I, I haven't tried it with any guests just yet, but I want to see if I can if I can get you to do it. Is there <laughs> any way we can get people a promo code? Okay. For a discount. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So what what can be the I mean, I know you know how to set it all up. So yeah. what, what promo code can they use? So let's use Black Friday. Okay. Um and fifteen percent off of anything on a website, twenty four hours. See, I got y'all. It worked. We got fifteen percent <laughs> off on the website for twenty four hours and then so we're gonna start that on Friday. Friday. Uh-huh. Cool. So Friday and Saturday, y'all got a chance yep. to get that 15% off on the courses. So make yeah. sure y'all tap in. We're going to use promo code Black Friday. Black Friday. Bet. Perfect. Yep. Thank you. For sure. Nice. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. Really appreciate getting to know more about you and your background and your story. And it seems like the work that you're doing and then the impact that you put back in the, the courses that you create and the different products is being able to help and, and service other people. So sounds like you you definitely found that that groove, that thing that you were looking for. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And everybody watching, tap in with y'all soon. Peace. Bye.